0: Hey, it's Dan Nickerson and welcome to episode two of the Ion Theory Podcast. In this episode, we're gonna talk about the law of mental ramification and I'm also gonna share a few of my action rules and I hope you enjoy the show. Okay, welcome to the second episode of the Ion Theory podcast. And today I'm going to talk about my fourth law of the Ion Theory, which is the law of mental ramification. Uh, So, have you ever noticed that whenever you start a new project, you have a tendency perhaps to clean your work area, organize paperwork, and maybe even wipe your computer screen or desk with a spray cleaner? Maybe you pour yourself a cup of coffee, grab a snack, and adjust your chair so you're as comfortable as possible. You, You may even Organize some computer files, or empty your computer's recycle bin, and reboot your computer. You do this because you want to minimize distractions. You want to get more relaxed in your work environment. You want to kind of free your mind of anything that's bur- burdening you and have a clean slate for a new project. And basically, you want to you want to free up more computer processing power. Typically, since most all of us are working on our computers now, clearly you recognize that you you work at a higher level when you do these simple little things before you tackle a new project. And Just like a computer reboot frees up RAM, or random access memory, you unlock mental RAM just by putting things in their proper place and finishing up small tasks. Would you you agree with that? Well these processes are often more than just items on a to-do list. They're things that we keep forgetting, we keep procrastinating away or just don't feel like doing. It's, It's mental RAM. We have it running all the time. It's really important to recognize that these things are happening to you on a regular basis. You always have things on your mind. Sometimes you know you have something on your mind, you can't even remember what it is. But once you take a, a cranial inventory, so to speak, you can choose whether to defrag them, suspend them, delegate them, or complete, complete them. The simple act of doing so frees up your mental processing power. So here are some mental RAM examples, random mental RAM, RAM examples. Uh, you have a, a, wor- a report for work you need to finish. You haven't done it yet. Uh, you need to call the doctor, it's been too long, you need a checkup. You need to make a travel res- reservation for a conference that's coming up. Uh, you need to clean the garage. It's a mess and your spouse has been bugging you about it. You need to get an oil change in your car because you are gone way over 6,000 miles and it desperately needs an oil change. And Perhaps you need to pay a bill that you've been forgetting to pay. So you have to learn to recognize that there are dozens of conscious and subconscious to-dos that are eating up your mental ram right now. And it's no wonder that in today's stressful society, the word reboot has actually become a self-help term, term, which is which is pretty funny. So here's a simple exercise to free up mental RAM. Visualize all the things you have on your mind and imagine little percentage points fluctuating next to each process on your mind. The more stressful the process, the higher the percentage. Now, whether you have a Mac or a PC, you know you can look at a task manager and you can see the processes on your computer and what's taking up the most memory. So when you visualize that, you're able to see and just get an idea of, I think you're right. This stuff is really bugging me. It's using up a lot of my memory. So now imagine if you were to tackle the one with the highest percentage point of usage in in that mental picture of yours. How would that make you feel, and, and how long would it take you? Now let me ask you the most important question. What are the ramifications of not doing these things that are on your list? For example, you might get fired if you don't do a work report. That's a ramification. You might not be able to get an appointment to, uh, with your doctor if you don't call soon. It might take six months, and then you're really out of luck. You might have to pay a lot more for your trip if you wait too long to book a travel reservation. You might get rats or mold in your garage if you don't clean out the garage. You might break down and need a new engine if you don't get an oil change. Or you might lose power during the season premiere of Game of Thrones, for example, if you don't pay your electric bill. So when you were a little kid, I'm guessing you didn't know the word ramifications. But your parents probably gave them to you constantly, did they they not? They worked, right? You know, do this or you can't watch TV. You know, eat eat all your vegetables or you have to go to your room. The ramifications of not doing things. By the way, I, I love this definition of ramification, which I confess I hadn't really looked up until I originally wrote the Law of mental Ramification. And a ramification is an accidental consequence that that complicates things. So that all being said, follow this simple exercise and, and write this down if you can. What are all the things that are occupying your mental ram right now? Followed by what are the ramifications of not doing them? And number three, how long will each of those things take to do? Example, thing, I need to call the doctor. Ramification. I might die or perhaps wait weeks for an appointment. Time it takes, five minutes. So can you find five minutes to prevent your impending death? Okay, that's a bit of an extreme example, but you get the point. Do you see how just adding a ramification and timeline to your current to-do list could motivate you to take action? So let's sum up. Improve your mental performance by reducing the number of tasks you subconsciously worry about. And to help you complete these tasks faster, associate them with a negative and a positive ramification that's the law of mental ramification so just to expand on this a little bit more so just like we have the law of positive direction the law of negative reflection the law of mental ramification kind of just is another twist on that as well and you'll find that if you can just think about the ramifications of doing things the positive and negative ramifications then you're more apt to get something done. And the, and the time component is actually very interesting to me. There are so many things on your task list that, that may seem like big projects. And you're like, I don't want to do that. That's a big project. But when you really look at it and think of the time aspect to it, you can say, well, wait a minute. I, I thought about that. This is really only going to take me 25 minutes to do this report. Why, why haven't I done this yet? It's only going to take 25 minutes. At max, it's going to take me 45 minutes. So that all being said, I really encourage you to whether you use Asana or Evernote or notepad or you just have a legal legal pad or a notebook, write down everything that is bugging you, that's occupying your mental RAM at any given moment. It could be the smallest thing. Once you have all that down on a piece of paper or, or in your task manager online, you will discover that you feel kind of free that you have it all out and it just gives you a sense of relief and that alone will make you more productive and that alone will help you knock out some of these tasks really quickly. So put a ramification and put a time when you create your to-do lists and when you do that you're going to get a lot more stuff done. You're going to knock out small things quickly because you realize that it's such a small thing, let me just get it done right now and knock that out. Okay, so the other thing I want to start talking about uh, on my podcast is my action rules. So. I have created all these different action rules, and a lot of them are just little best practices, quick little business nuggets, tips, growth hacks. And I put them all into an action rules PDF. And so each week I'll give, you know, say one to three, and we'll talk about them and, and uh, how you can apply them to your business and, or your personal life to imp- make improvements. And so let me just jump in, and I'm going to grab the, the very first one. And the very first rule action rule of the ion theory is actually a, a famous quote and it's a, a quote by zig ziglar and it's you can have everything in life you want if you will just help other people get what they want now this is the only quote in the action rule but it's such a powerful one where if you're unsure what to do perhaps with your business think about how you can help a customer get what they want right and so if you do that and do a good job for them and make the customer happy then we'll see what happens in return back in return to you so you can have everything in life you want if you just help other people get what they want so I've recently done that with another business project of mine where I said to myself I think a lot of my customers are having this one particular problem and I think if I just provide a simple solution to help them even if I don't take much money for it that it will pay me back in return And so I've started doing this with a few people, and I won't go into detail now because I'm not quite sure how it's gonna evolve. But the idea was that I'm just giving them immense value for minimal money, and if they really are happy with the service that I provide, then chances are that they will continue to use me for the same service. So just, just think about that. What can you do for the people in your life that will make them happy and see how it comes back to you? That's just the first rule of the ion theory action rules the second rule once again this is a couple they start off simple and they get more complex as you go but the second rule is to apply the the kiss principle um, keep it simple stupid uh, apply the kiss principle to your business whenever and wherever possible so always be asking yourself and your staff how can we make this simpler you think about every process that you've got, you've got going on you think about your order process you think about your customer support process you think about your um, uh, tutorials for your for your product. You think about how your your store flow, whether you have a brick and mortar store. Uh, how can we make this simpler? So, uh, whether it be asking your staff, asking your customers, how can we make this uh, process simpler for you? Simple cells, simpler is more efficient, and whenever you reduce the you know friction that people deal with, with a particular product or whether you, whenever you reduce the confusion of a product and make it simpler, then you're gonna have more sales. So that's the second rule of the action rules. The third one is to create systems and procedures for each of your business processes. So make them simple enough that any temporary em- worker or new employee could utilize them to complete new tasks. So as an example, I've got uh, you know one client and one of his long-term employees just recently recently left uh, unexpectedly and you know we've been dealing with uh, the fact that he had a large obviously a large amount of knowledge and some of it was shared some with you know some of it wasn't and so you should always have procedures in place so that if someone uh, something happens to a key employee or a key vendor you know how to get that project done by somebody else and you're also going to discover and this is kind of where it's more important for me Is that there are things that I do on a regular basis that could easily be outsourced but for some reason I choose not to do them because I think they're simple and they're easy for me to do but in reality I really should get someone else to do that process and if I actually created that process and put it down into a system or procedure or tutorial video Then the next time I work with somebody or hire an outsourcer, I could say, hey, do you think you could do this? And I could just show them what the procedure is or what the video is. Oh, they go, oh, absolutely, I can do that easily. And next thing you know, that's off your plate. So once again, that's mental RAM. So every little thing that you have in the back of your head, that's more mental RAM. So if you don't have a system or procedure in place for, let's just say if something happened to you personally, do you have systems and procedures in place that your family knows what to do with all your stuff? Do you have an emergency sheet that says, this is all my bank account information, this is my insurance information, this is who you should contact, this is who gets this, this is a, this is a password to my computer? And that being said, do you, do you have the same system and procedure in place for a natural disaster? I mean, every night you turn the news on, you see these families and Homes that are devastated by floods and fires and earthquakes and tornadoes, and it's like you you just think, oh my God, what do you, what would we do if we lost our home? Where is all our stuff? You know, how do we move forward? Do you have the information in a safe place? Does your does your family have a system or procedure for dealing with an emergency on this scale? You know, who's gonna who you're gonna go to? Where are you gonna stay if you have to leave the house? Do you have an evacuation plan? And you know, I'm fortunate to live in an area that doesn't have many natural disasters, but some of you live in areas that are prone to natural disasters and you should definitely have something and i i can't imagine having the pressure of of that kind of thing on my head but I, i'm sure that assume consumes a lot of mental ram if you have a family and live in a in a disaster prone area so to speak so that is the uh, the third action rule create systems and procedures for your business or for your personal life And uh, there are, you know, well over 150 action rules available at iontheory.com slash action. And I'll be adding to those going forward as well. So that is it for this week's podcast, The Law of Mental Ramification. Once again, if you want to get all the laws of ion theory, you can go to iontheory.com. And I hope you enjoyed this week's show. And we'll be back uh, next time with another Law of the Ion Theory.